2: My name is Alec Feldman, I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5pm UK time, and this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits, without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously... It's a podcast. It's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3-5pm to UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast.
0: This is Wizard Radio and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman.
2: And I was just thinking, you know how Harry Styles read that bedtime story the other night and people went absolutely mad for it? What if this is something I should be getting involved with? Maybe maybe I could read bedtime stories. Is there any demand for that? Would people want to hear me seductively reading, reading a story? Is, will it go as crazy as Harry Styles is basically what I'm asking? So let's tell you what, let's let's give it a go and we'll see what happens. And if anyone, if anyone cares, you ready? In the light of the moon, uh, a little egg lay on a leaf. Uh, No, no, I I don't like it.
0: It's too weird. Never mind. And now prepare yourselves for two hours of mediocre entertainment that may be mildly entertaining at best from the Antichrist himself. It's comedy bronze, at least, or your money back. Brought to you by an award-winning broadcaster. The award being a plastic trophy that's 10 centimeters tall that he got for doing well on a test in year 8. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
2: Welcome along, one and all. It's Alec Feldman here. I've just played you Tenel Towns, to come as you are. And Harry Styles, the sexy reader of bedtime stories with Watermelon Sugar... How's it going? How's your week? I'm a graduate now. I know I sort of finished weeks ago, but it's official. They gave me my actual results this week. You want to know what they are? I'll make you wait. I know you're on the edge of your seat. I'll, I'll tell you in about five minutes because there's a, a story behind it because there always is. So I soon it might have come in the post already. I will get a piece of paper that, that says you have a degree And that will be my degree and it's very exciting although this is this is actually a very good opportunity to to tell my family something that i forgot to mention when i last spoke to them yesterday Uh, but they always listen so i can tell them i've got it sent to my actual house in london so you can open they can open it if they want because I, i didn't get it sent to where i live in manchester just in case i lose it or something so they can they can do what they want with that information you can do what you want with that information but i'm very excited to to seeing my piece of paper that i worked somewhat hard for for three years okay i I sometimes worked for there we go something like that on the show this afternoon lots of things i always like bringing you the biggest guests the you know the hottest guests the most in-demand guests right now um but i I can't usually but i do have a guest after four o'clock i don't want to say too much now but we are gradually getting closer to getting the Icelandic Eurovision Entry 2020, Darthi Freya on the show. It's 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 not him, but we are getting closer, sort of. After 4 o'clock, I have an interview with someone who might just get us there, possibly. Also, on the way, Gladiator Joust. So I want to talk about bouncy castles. I want to talk about some more scientific research to do with songs i want to talk about wild bison i want to talk about subtitles and graduating and i have a six second guide for you and someone's knocking your door as well is back for the second week in series two of someone's knocking at your door obviously we had someone zooming you for a while during lockdown now the og is back we'll do that before four o'clock plus music on the way simba avenue beat doja cats next after This Week I
0: Learned. This Week I Learned.
2: Put on your school uniforms, take out your exercise books and your pens because you are about to get schooled. Not in maths or English or science, but the university of life, baby. Yeah, just just some, some slightly useless information that I would like to impart because I learned it this week and now I have to suffer. You should too. Did you know this week... I've learned. You can't buy a new bike until 2021. I'm not joking. I've been trying to get a bike for ages. And I went to Evans Cycles yesterday. I'd say I'm not advertising them. But I can't advertise them. Because they have nothing to sell. Literally nothing. I got laughed at in the bike shop. Because I was like, so, talk to me about bikes. Have you got any? Reasonably priced. And he was like, ha, 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 no. They, they literally don't. At the beginning of lockdown, everybody bought a bike. Every man and their dog. And now, th- there's literally none. And they're not really making any more until their like new 2021 models are uh, in production. So you just can't get a bike for months on end. There's a massive shortage. So the only way to acquire a bike now is to buy one second hand or to steal one. And I'll be honest, both of those options have been quite tempting because I could really do with one. Also, this week I've learned the game Cricket. It's been off for a while, like most sports have. And it's finally been allowed again today. And I found out the reason that it's the last sport that they're like allowed to bring back. It's because during gameplay, all the players spit on the ball. They, they Literally, they get the cricket ball, they're playing with it, whatever. They, they go, and I spit on it. And that's a part of the game. And everybody does it. And I didn't know that before. And it's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Because then everybody that plays with that ball, they're handling everybody's spit and then touching their face and scratching their arse and all sorts. That's gross. Why Why is that necessary? Why are they doing that? And it's only been allowed back on the condition that people stop spitting on the balls. Isn't that, Isn't that mad? I Maybe I'm just really ignorant for not knowing that because I quite clearly don't do any kind of sport. Really? They, they actually spit and it's a part of the game and it's widely accepted and everybody does it. Ugh. No thanks. I've, I'd really rather not. And finally, this week, I've learnt, apparently crackers have jagged edges because you can use them to cut cheese with. You know, you know the little like little cheesy cracker things. I think Ritz, Ritz crackers are around, but there are quite a lot of crackers, cause I've seen the pictures and I believe them, that have like, a sort of They're not perfectly smooth and round. They've got little jagged edges. And apparently that's by design, because what do you have with crackers? Cheese. Cheese and crackers. But what if you didn't even have to introduce a knife to the mix and you could literally just cut the cheese with your cracker? That, supposedly, is how they're designed. I don't know whether this is real or not. I did read it on the Daily Star website, but apparently someone discovered it on TikTok before that. So, they can can cut cheese... Try it at home. Let me know what happens because it's not like playing with a knife because I feel like you couldn't really ink yourself with a cracker. So give it a go if you want. So that is what we have learnt this week. Bikes, they're cancelled until 2021. Cricketers spit on the balls and crackers are designed to help you cut cheese with them. You're welcome. This is Doja Cat and Gucci Mane with like that. Wizard Radio, Saturday afternoon. That's Doja Cat, Gucci Mane and like that. Alec here. You know how, for the last the last three years, you've shared my my uni journey with me and I've shared it with you from going to the north and being massively shocked by how different it was to London, to making friends on a bus, to talking about a zombie apocalypse and suggesting that I impregnated one of my housemates to, in the apocalypse, not just, just casually in conversation, to, what else? Potato bowling, all sorts of stories about my time at uni that I shared with you on the radio and it all finished very underwhelmingly in a pandemic. It was results day last Monday. Now I remember I've had many results day before. I'm a results day veteran. GCSE results day. I remember it well, went into school, picked up my envelope, sat in my dad's car and opened it. And I was like, oh, that's actually quite good. Not bad. A level results day. I remember like refreshing the the UCAS university application website to see whether I got in or not. And then picking it up and from school and once again being like, hmm, that's all right, actually. And, you know, but they're both like huge days in my life. I I don't remember actually what I did before GCSE Results Day, but before A-Level Results Day, I remember having fishing ships with a couple of my mates and wondering what our fate would be. Very, very memorable times in my life, like building up to them to weeks, put them in your calendar, you plan holidays around them, all sorts. And they're generally very significant. And Monday was possibly the last one of these results days that I will ever experience in my life. No more will you go to bed not knowing what your fate will be. And I, I it was quite different. It was very different to what's gone before. Mainly because I, I didn't really go to sleep wondering anything about my fate, actually. Or wake up. Wondering anything about my fate either and in fact the first I'd kind of Heard of it happening was when I got a message from ex housemate R.O.P miss you. She, she's not dead Boltonian girl The girl from Bolton go good luck today. Let me know how it goes And I got this message and I kind of stared at it blankly going. Hey, eh? what's you on about? What, what's happening today? What am I doing? And and I was like, what do you what are you on about with what? And she says, oh, it's results day. And then it clicked. I was like, oh, yes. Today's the day I find out what I get in my degree. I forgot. And I had forgotten what what the deal was. And literally, my results were released at 9.30 in the morning. I wasn't even awake till like 11. So there was a whole hour and a half where these results were just in the world. And I was blissfully unaware that it was even happening. And then once, once I had been reminded that it was actually a thing... I did, you know, keep up the results day tradition of opening it up on the computer this time and going, oh, that's quite good. So, you know, it, it was the same eventually, but it, it took a while. That is that is how significant a day it was in my life that I totally forgot it was happening. And even when sort of nudged to remember, I forgot until it was fully spelled out for me. I'm not saying I'd kind of checked out of uni by the end, but there it there, there is. Oh, by the way, in case you're wondering, because you might be. Got a very solid bag average 2-1, which is like 60 to 70%. So, happy days. I am slightly above average. Good times. And I will eagerly anticipate receiving that piece of paper so I can put it in a frame or something and then leave it in a drawer. I don't know. Coming up next, I have my new housemates to introduce you to because... They've already started annoying me. More details next. This is Avenue Beat. Avenue Beat F2020. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hey. Coming up, Simba, Ash, and that really good song, Breaking Me by Topic, is on in the next 20 minutes. Um, if you're not up to speed, if you've you've been away for the last few weeks, so you've just kind of dipped in and out of the show. The headline is, Leeds, I'm done with it. I live in Manchester now to start what might be my professional life, maybe, possibly and i'm just i'm here for a bit instead of going home just giving it a go seeing what happens seeing what work i can get very exciting a bit scary i live with some new people before obviously you were very familiar with tales of boltonian girl and the only other boy and the geordie and all the other characters who made an appearance in my life by the way in case you're wondering why I don't just call them by their names I don't really know why this started but I just I like to sort of maintain the intrigue make it a bit mysterious not tell you what they're called just give them nicknames based on their defining characteristics and so I feel like now is probably the time to introduce you to the new people that I live with I live with two people I haven't actually thought of what their nickname should be, so this is very much whatever the first thing that comes to my head now, that will be their nickname, which I suppose is their most defining characteristic. So we've got two people. We've got one boy. We've got one girl. The boy. Let's let's call him the countryman, because he's from a sleepy little town in the countryside that I've never really heard of. Okay, there we go. He, he has been officially christened the countryman. That's him, and then I think would it be mean to call her what's what's that squirrel called in Over the Hedge? You know the movie by like DreamWorks, because she really reminds me of that squirrel. Let me Google it and find out what it's called. The squirrel in Over the Hedge, Hammy. Ham. Okay, if you've seen Over the Hedge, it's about these like animals that live live in this like middle class American. Suburb with like a, a Residence association, that kind of vibe People that tell you how long your lawn should be In your front garden And they break into this house and steal loads of food From a massive freak, I think that's the general Plotline, I can't remember, it's been a long time since I've seen it But basically she just reminds me of Hammy the squirrel And I say this in a nice way You know, in a loving way, in an affectionate way About my new housemate slash friend I don't know why she just does. So, okay, here we go. The two new people that I live with, introducing you to them right now. Someone from a tiny little place in the countryside or not, you know, somewhere that's not a big city. The Countryman and Hammy the Squirrel from the film Over the Hedge. You're welcome. And I've been with them now for over a week, about a week and a half. And I've already discovered something that that just, you know, it just doesn't sit right... It annoys me a little bit. Um, and obviously, you know, instead of just being like, oh, I don't like that. and That annoys me to their faces. I'll just use the radio as a platform to talk about it instead. Because that's that's healthy, right? That's how you deal with, with other people. Yeah, I thought so. You know, it's, it's not a major thing. It's not, you know, making my life miserable. But it's just... It, it doesn't feel right to me. We watched The Truman Show the other night. Iconic film. First time I'd seen it, really liked it. And about 30 seconds into the film that we were watching, on my Netflix account, I might add, um, one of them goes, oh, I can't hear what they're saying. Can you put the subtitles on? And I was like, no, really? Are you one of those? And yes, they, they both are one of those. They're people who like to watch TV with the subtitles on. Outrageous why have, why are people like this what monster watches the subtitles they ruin things it it genuinely ruins things because if you're watching something funny you can't laugh at the joke because you could already read it it's, you already see what the punchline is rubbish i just it's not something i will ever be convinced of is a good idea watching tv with subtitles on because i just, i don't enjoy it you always you spend the whole time reading the subtitles and not actually looking at you know the the, the pictures, you might as well read a book. That, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, what? I'm going to stand by that. You might as well read a book if you watch TV with the subtitles on. I'm going in hard on this. I am opinionated and I will never, ever, ever be convinced otherwise that you should watch things with the subtitles on unless the only time subtitles are acceptable is if you're watching something in a language that you don't speak, then, then they're all right. I'll vibe with that. But any other time, I just think it ruins it. It's not an experience I enjoy. And I've somehow found myself living with two people who watch TV with the subtitles. What's a guy to do? I mean, honestly, I'm disappointed. I wish I'd known this before I moved in with them. But alas, we are where we are. So I would like to ask you this afternoon. Have you, have you got like one thing, one opinion that you hold really strongly and you're just... Never, ever be convinced otherwise that you're wrong and that other people are right because that that's it for me. For me, I will never be convinced that you should watch TV and films with the subtitles on. And so you might as well just stop bother and I think I will just forever be mortally opposed to people who watch things with subtitles. What's yours? What will you never, ever be convinced on? For as long as you're alive... Can you send me a message if you've got something? 07807 183 538. You can text me on that number. You can email me as well. Station at wizardradio.co.uk or on socials. Get me on there at WizRadio. What will you just never be convinced on? Never will you ever believe it's a good idea. Let me know and i will read some messages out in a bit first ash and this is simba dtg rover at wizard radio
0: alec feldman on wizard radio please consume responsibly
2: ash niall horan wizard radio that was moral of the story and before it simba rover i'm alec good afternoon topics playing next gracie's on before four o'clock as well i discovered this week that my housemates my new housemates whose nicknames just in case you know you need reminding i'm gonna try and like embed this into your brains We've got the countryman from the countryside and Hammy the Squirrel because she's like Hammy the Squirrel from the film Over the Hedge. <laughs> British. They they watch films and TV with subtitles on, and that's just it's not it's not my vibe. I don't like it. It annoys me. I will never ever ever be convinced that that is the correct way to watch TV. It just feels wrong and annoying, and I'm disappointed that people I previously respected and held in such high esteem do such a an evil horrific horrendous subhuman thing was that a bit? that was a bit strong wasn't it okay well we'll remove subhuman but the rest still stands and i just asked what will you never be convinced on opinions that you just hold really strongly that you will never ever think otherwise samantha says this is a controversial one i'll never be convinced that ketchup is a good idea i understand having tomatoes as part of a meal like in a salad but why would you want them to have squashed tomatoes blended up, made into a thick liquid and squirted onto the, si- excuse me, the side of your plate? How is that an appealing thing to have with your food? This is a real life issue for me. And I swear if I'm married and five years into my marriage my husband ends up bringing ketchup into our home and squirting it on our plates, I will divorce him on the spot. A very strongly held unconvincible opinion to start with. But again, quite trivial. Is that is that more or less trivial than my dislike of watching TV with the subtitles on? Do you think? Possibly, possibly more, because everyone, everyone likes ketchup. But just like, yeah, I think the trouble is Samantha. She has made the connection between tomatoes, the fruit, and tomato ketchup, the condiment. Yes, tomato ketchup probably mostly contains tomatoes, but the link between the two you just need to break it in your head because it's not like oh this this should be a tomato but it's all squished and blended no it's just it's an entirely different concept ketchup is ketchup tomato is tomato yes maybe tomato ketchup vaguely resembles tomato but you know they're not they're, they're just not the same it's like you know um with with meat right um a little a little fluffy little sheep totally disconnected from from the thing that you might eat on a plate Right, right, guys? I, I don't know. It's not my problem. I don't really eat meat anyway. But that's how I think of it. They're just two distinct things, you know. In my mind, tomato ketchup and tomatoes are just totally separate. And I think maybe if you think about ketchup differently, Samantha, you might you might enjoy it more because it's nice. Like if you've got, like, fish fingers, they're good, but they're kind of dry. You want something on your fish fingers just to make it a bit, bit less dry. Or chips, or, you know, it's useful. Do you you just not have condiments? That's weird. That was really weird. It did remind me a bit when she said, if I'm five years into my marriage and my husband ends up bringing ketchup into a home, I will divorce him on the spot. Reminded me of a thing I saw on on Reddit this week where someone's, like, brother-in-law had a pathological hatred of mayonnaise to the point where he took it from someone's hands and threw it in the bin. That that was a weird one. Maybe that, that will be Samantha in the future just binning ketchup and filing for divorce on the spot victoria says i'll never be convinced that anyone actually learned geography before secondary school some of my friends from school were talking about this the other day we we're all saying how strange it was that when we started secondary school all of a sudden we were meant to know what geography is and learn it twice a week we never learned it in primary school and then one of our friends said they started learning geography in nursery i don't buy that at all i just think that geography is a secondary school thing isn't it Again, this is this is kind of weird, just because it's the kind of thing that you say you can't be convinced on, but yet there is a lot of evidence that could convince you otherwise, because people get taught geography at primary school. Um, yeah, that's a weird one. Like, is there, there's literally nothing I could do to convince you that I did geography at primary school? Like, nothing I could tell you what I learnt about. We actually actually could i you know <clears> hmm <throat> victoria might have a point here i don't remember I, I like i know that we did geography at primary school i know we did and yet i can't actually specifically remember what it was we learned about that's weird Does something happen? is anybody else getting this it's like geography has just been wiped from your mind. It's like you're not allowed to think about what you did in geography at primary school. It's just, it, you know, it happened, but it's just not there. No recollection. I don't think I've ever done such a 360 on a text before. Because I was, at first I was like, what's she on about? Of course we did geography at primary school. But Maybe she's right. Maybe we all, we all just have this collective illusion where we think we did geography at primary school, actually didn't. Man, there's a lot to think about there. Ah. Anyway, moving on. Liam says, I went to a supermarket for the first time since lockdown began last week. I was browsing the shelves and found myself by the washing up liquid. as one does. I was looking at all of the different flavours of washing up liquid that you can get. Apple, lavender, elderflower. He got me thinking, surely washing up liquid just smells of washing up liquid and they don't actually have smells or flavours. I've never smelled washing up liquid in my life and then thought, that smells of apples it just smells of washing up liquid is it just a marketing ploy or am i in the wrong here i don't think so um I i don't know i mean i have had different flavors of washing up liquid and they all smell different to each other if if that helps but yeah i suppose i suppose apple washing up liquid doesn't really smell much like an apple but it You know, it's a distinct thing. It smells different to lavender flavour washing up liquid or elderflower flavour. Or, I don't know, cinnamon and Christmas fairies flavour, which you can get sometimes. Yeah, these are weird because you say you can't be convinced. I can't really think of any good arguments that could try and convince you. I mean, I know you said you can't, but I want to give it a good stab anyway. But no, I literally can't. (laughs) how do you argue with someone that says geography just didn't happen at primary school or that washing up liquid has no flake maybe they're right who am i to say who what do i know in conclusion some very strongly held and i guess unchallengeable opinions thank you very much i i'm almost convinced myself on some of them so well done you've changed my mind But you will never change my mind about watching TV with the subtitles on. That is for monsters only. This is good. It's Topic and A7S, new, breaking me on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, Topic and A7S, that's breaking me. It's Alec here. I've got some good news. Some really good news. Everybody wants good news, right? The good news is that wild bison are returning to the UK for the first time in 6,000 years. They're coming back. The wild bison have returned. Nature is healing. <laughs> the wild bison are coming back. Isn't that isn't that exciting? Apparently they haven't they haven't lived here since 6000 years ago. And considering we're only on the year what is it? 2020. That means the last time they lived here was 4020 BC, which was a very long time ago. Have I, have I, I've got that right, haven't I? Yeah. So the the bison have been gone for a long old while, and they want to bring them back. I don't know why. Um, I guess they they're kind of endangered, so they're like, I know. Let's let's try and spread them to some new countries, and then we can revive the bison species. Um, oh yeah, it says here hunting and changes to its habitat led to them going extinct but the one that they're gonna release, it is the closest living relative to what used to live here back in the olden days, which is cool. Um, Is this a good idea? I don't know what what bison are like. I don't know if they're aggressive or if they're really like chill, but (laughs) they're just gonna release a herd of bison into Kent and see what happens what if it all goes horribly wrong what if the bison just like escape and you end up with bison running around like what places in kent like tunbridge wells town center you're driving around tunbridge wells all of a sudden you have to do an emergency stop because there's a bison in the road i don't know has this been completely thought through like who decides whether they're going to reintroduce a bison to the uk is it someone's job it's how high up to go to go to government does boris johnson get a say is he like I, I, I want to bring back the bison and then they they import some bison from abroad and release them just, just like that who decides i mean it's kind of cool you know it's exciting we might have a natural bison population in 50 years time you might just be walking around wherever you live and it'll be perfectly normal just to see a bison but, I mean, I, I didn't even know what a bison looked like until I looked at this article. They're they're quite large and very scary looking, actually. They're really chunky. They're like tanks. Honestly, bison are built like tanks. They've got horns. They've got a big, lumpy, bumpy back. It's all going on. And they're just going to set them free and, you know, go, mm, oy, oy. Let's, let's see what happens and hope that they repopulate the UK with bison. What's the... What? Okay, one male and three females will be set free apparently. <laughs> so that that is the luckiest male bison in the history of bison, I would imagine. But isn't isn't this exciting? The bison they're back. Soon we will have some massive, terrifying, hairy, horny because they've, they've got horns bison just roaming around the Kent countryside. I for one welcome our new bison overlords. <laughs> So if you live in the Kent area in the UK, look out for bison. They're coming soon and hopefully they are repopulating the entire country. Good luck with that one. Maybe time to invest in some like some bison proofing for your home because they are literally just being set free. Coming up next, Someone's Knocking at Your Door. Week 2 of Series 2 is on Wizard Radio next after Gracie and Rule Empty Love.
3: knocking at the door Somebody's ringing
2: the bell We got a second series, fancy that Hello and welcome to Someone's Knocking at Your Door Series 2 How is it better than Someone's Knocking at Your Door Series 1, you ask? I, d- I don't know really, it's-, it's very much the same format that we've stuck to And in fact, the same format that we stuck to on the spin-off series Someone Zooming You that happened in lockdown. My name is Alec Feldman. I am the host of series one and two of Someone's Looking at Your Door. This is the game we play every time this week. Uh, no, every week at this time, that's the one. Where a mystery guest unexpectedly knocks at my door. I haven't invited them around, But I mean, it was illegal to invite people around. Now it's not, but I just I don't really have any friends. So why would they come? I do have friends, just not in this city. I have some. N- never mind, we're getting sidetracked. Someone in seconds gonna knock at my door, but I'll only let them in if you can guess who they are. You get five clues, which are obtained via yes or no questions. If you can work out who's knocking at the door, they can come in. And if you can't, I will send them away. I will literally be like, no, not opening the door to you. Go away. Get off my property. Before I call the police. No, I'm serious. Get, get out. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Just in time. It's the door. Did you hear that? A quite upbeat knock there from the mystery knocker. Let's take a look through my peephole and see who is knocking at the door this week. Oh. Okay, right, I have seen them, I can confirm. I do know who they are, but can you work it out? You have five questions. James, hello, welcome back to someone knocking at your door. how
3: exciting. That was quite, it was an upbeat knock, but also, I don't know, it felt, it was a weird sounding door.
2: It's almost like the door was one of those things that you can pull out from under your desk to put your keyboard on. That isn't very solid or stable.
3: Yes, you're right.
2: That's that's just you know just my personal interpretation of what you that know, door um, sounded like.
3: You know what I also think as well. It's so interesting how they often knock like in quite a rushed way, but then never knock again until the end of the show. Well, you know, I guess they just don't want to
2: don't want to be too. Keen with it. Yeah, no, fair. I enough. might be coming.
3: Yeah, no, that's fair. All right. Well, anyway, got I've got how, how many questions? Five. Five. Five questions. Okay. Um, okay. My first question: Was it a man? Is it a man? Yeah. It's a man. Okay. Is this man famous? Define famous. Our listeners will know who this man is. Some of them maybe so like slightly famous yes yes slightly okay um is this man british
2: yes okay
3: a british slightly famous man um is this man have you met this man no okay alec hasn't met this man okay so it's not lord levy um okay (laughs) (laughs) um oh god i've got like one question left is this man on the older side of life
2: can i have 30 seconds to google that please sure is he on the older side of life i'm gonna say no no he's not
3: oh okay not on the older side of but googleable there's another little bonus clue we got there googleable googleable you could google to find roughly how old he is we could google to find exactly oh my gosh What? i've just realized
2: we share a birthday they have the same birthday as alec not not the year the same birth the same date. day Wow. Alec. What a time to be alive.
3: God, so we've actually got six clothes. The yes. man, Slightly famous British. Alec hasn't met the man. They're not; this, a bit younger, not on the older side of life. They google Googleable and they share the same birthday as Alec. So now it's up to our listeners to absolutely stalk Alec on social media. Find out when his birthday is.
2: And then Google celebrities born on that day and see if this person
3: is on the list, which he probably won't be. Ah, Well, actually, if our listeners are intent enough, they'll know. It wasn't that long ago that we celebrated Alex's birthday on this show with a special birthday party. You are correct. I forgot we
2: did that. That was fun.
3: Yeah, well, lockdown's
2: lasted like four years at this point. Yeah. Who do you think it is? Do you want a bonus bonus clue? Or is knowing that we share a birthday enough?
3: No, let's do a bonus bonus. Uh,
2: Okay, so the bonus bonus clue, in addition to the bonus clue and the five clues... Is that, um, I'm just trying to look through my, my peephole. He seems to be trying to take me out for dinner. I think that's what he's getting at. He's dressed quite smartly. So,
3: we'll see where we go with that one. That's weird. Okay. Um, people, take that how you will. 07807183538.
2: That is the text number. Have a guess right now. Email your guesses to station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who is knocking at the door today? A slightly famous British man who I have not met, and they are not, I would say, on the older side of life. We share a birthday, and he's trying to take me out for dinner. Who is it? Have a guess right now. We'll find out who it is just before 5 o'clock. On the way, The Weekend, and Josh685 after News 401.
0: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet.
2: The weekend, and can't feel my face on Wizard Radio before that, Josh685, Derulo, and Savage Love. I'm Alec. Hey, how's it going? We all good? J.P. Sachs, Dua for playing soon. I have been reading some very important research this afternoon. It was on the BBC website, so it must be true. And it's about songs and their tempo. And according to science... You know, real, genuine, actual research. Songs are getting faster. This is um, some research done by the official charts company, Spotify and the BBC. And there's a graph. And graphs are never wrong. And so the average tempo of the top 20 best-selling songs each year has increased every year since 2017. Trends before that was kind of going down. High point in 2014, 115 BPM. 2017, only 105 but now, it is at an all-time high of, like, 125 beats per minute. That is a lot of beats per minute. Let me assure you, songs are getting faster. It's sudden. It's unexpected. And I love geeky stuff like this, because I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a geek about this kind of stuff. Do you remember my theory that songs were getting shorter? And I was outraged. I said songwriters were getting lazier, because their songs, instead of being, like, three and a half, four minutes, to would be, like, two and a half, three. But... Maybe they're not getting lazier. Maybe they're doing the same amount of, like, singing and writing and stuff. It's just it's getting faster. So they pack the same amount into less time, which is very interesting. So, given that the trend is for songs just to get faster and faster over time, I've called up a mate of mine. He's got he's got a little, like, a little box thing. Basically, it travels in time. And so, just to see... Whether or not this trend continues because it's really interesting. We're gonna do a bit of time travel this afternoon. We're gonna go to the future and listen to the hit music of the day to see whether or not it gets any faster. So it's just he it just arrived now, actually. Can you hear him? That's that's like the noise his little box makes. Hey mate, you're right. Um, can you take me please to 2025 five years from now so here we are it's 2025 um welcome let's I've got I brought like a little you know portable radio with me let's just have a listen and see what the music sounds like now
0: Waterman sugar high.
2: Yeah, that does that does sound a bit faster, doesn't it? It's not like you know really noticeable, but I think that is a bit faster than we're used to in in 2020. Okay, let's let's get back in in the little box and let's let's go again. Let's go even further. And we are now in 2030. Let's once again turn on my radio and see what is playing.
3: Wow, that's really fast.
2: That yeah, that is noticeably faster. Imagine trying to do a workout to this, that'd be actually quite quite difficult. Like squats or whatever, you just collapse. That'd be really hard. Okay. Um interesting. Songs do seem to be getting faster. Do we do we wanna go to twenty forty? Yeah, I think come on, let's go, take me to twenty forty. I wonder if, in the year 2040, they have like a, a future equivalent to the iconic duo that was Pitbull and Kesha. Oh, well wow, they do. That's great news. I'm so glad that music hasn't changed much in 20 years. Excellent, excellent news. Although, again, quite hard to to dance to if that's what you want to do. But the BBC article was right. Songs are getting faster. I think I I still want to go further. Take me, my friend, in your little box to twenty fifty. 2050. I'm pleasantly surprised. We do still seem to be here. And maybe, I guess this trend can't continue forever because there will still be sad songs, right? Songs can't always be upbeat and happy. So I'm sure there must be a sad song that's still, you know, what we would consider in 2020 to be a normal tempo. Let's see.
1: Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best I'll be honest, I'm
2: not not really sure about that. I'm not sure this is the future that I really want to be living in. But, you know know what? I want to see more. I need to see one more just to see how this all ends. Take me to 2060. nervous here about what i might hear because it's not been looking good so far let's let's see what music sounds like in the year 2060 as songs get progressively faster oh my god it's terrible make it stop no no take me back take me back to 2020 i can't handle this anymore i I don't like it It's, it's bad i need to go back jp Sachs on wizard radio hey stupid I love you. Hey, Salak here. How's it going? Uh, Do you remember a few weeks back? It was the week... It was about a couple of months ago, actually. It was the week that it should have been Eurovision. Obviously cancelled, because pandemic. And there was a guy, a guy called Daffy Frey. He was the Icelandic entry. And he had this really good song that sounds like this.
1: I can't wait to know.
2: And I wanted to get him on the show, but I mean, I couldn't because he's quite famous and I don't have any way of getting hold of him. But I do know his cousin and so I had an interview with her instead and she told me all about Duffy Frey as if she was him. It was great. I really still want to get him on the show though. And I'm getting closer, little by little. First, I got his cousin and now I might have access to his long lost twin, Amy. Hi. Hello now you are Daffy Frere of Eurovision's long lost twin
1: I am it's true
2: Wow, that's amazing
1: <laughs> yeah um I'd, it's something I discovered only recently as well so it's, I'm still in shock.
2: How did you make this shocking discovery?
1: well i was uh, I was sat on a sofa uh just just chilling I had a little I was drinking a cup of tea and uh, we, were, we were listening to um, think about things and we looked at the album art and my, uh, my housemate went, wow, you, you really look like him. I was like, ha ha, yeah, sure. Uh, then he went and uh, got, the, got the mug from the kitchen, the identical mug to the, the album art. Uh, I stood in front of the TV, did the same pose and bam, it was like he was here in the room with us.
2: Oh my gosh, what a, what a realisation to make
1: it was shocking to say the least Um, I got him to take a picture I had a look at it and I I did have to come to the only logical conclusion was that we were long lost twins
2: I mean how how has this affected your sort of your family life your relationships your your general sense of belonging
1: it's been hard I won't lie to you it's been uh, it's been difficult I've had to do a lot of a lot of soul searching a lot of thinking um we uh we, we put the, the picture on social media, uh, he, um, he reached out, he, he said, wow, this is this is amazing, this is everything. I was like, well, this, this could be the first step in the journey to us um, becoming lifelong friends.
2: Well, not just friends, secret, illegitimate siblings. Yeah, twins. there's got
1: to be a deeper story there somewhere.
2: So what are the next steps for your relationship with your newfound, long lost twin?
1: Well, I was kind of, I was hoping to slide into the DMs, um, be like, so what's the situation? You've seen it, I've seen it, we need an explanation. Um, How about when the borders reopen, I fly out, you know? We we have a chat, we get to the bottom of this. And also, I'm a big fan. (laughs) There's worse
2: people to be long lost twin siblings with, really.
1: There really is, he's a bit of an icon in my eyes.
2: Is there a paternity test on the cards?
1: Um, you know, that's quite intense. I, I may have to talk to him about it, but I won't rule it out at this time.
2: Okay, yeah, that does make sense. But when you are reunited with your, your twin, mm-hmm. what about the internet? Has anyone else online had anything to say about your, your twinhood?
1: Well, lots of people uh, were liking the tweet. I got a uh, group chats went wild. People screenshotted his retweet of it, sent in the group chat going, like, oh my God, has this really happened? I think they were referring to the fact that I got a retweet, but um, what they really should be picking up on is the uncanny resemblance.
2: I mean, if you think about it, mm-hmm. genetic paternity tests, all that stuff, don't really need them when loads of people are liking a tweet that that kind of implies that you're you're twins, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's the um, it's well known that Twitter clout is more valid than science.
2: Well, exactly. Clout is thicker than blood. I think is the saying. <laughs>
1: That is, that's what they say. Um, I don't know
2: who them is, but they, they certainly do be saying it. Amy, Duffy Frez, long lost twin, thank you for coming on the show. This brings us one step closer to actually getting the man himself on, but until then, you'll have to do.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
2: That was Dua Lipa, latest one off her new album, Hallucinate. God, she's good. Although apparently, um, a really boring interview, I've been told this week, by someone that's met her. So... Enjoy the music because there's there's no personality up there, so I've been told. <laughs> I'm Alec Felsman, uh, you know, slandering all your faves. Coming up, Baby Queen, I'll slander her in a minute. I won't because I'm scared she might be listening. Lady Gaga is on the way too, who definitely isn't listening, so I can say what I like. I was reading about a crime earlier on today. Uh, a heinous crime, an unforgivable crime, a really quite impressive crime. This happened in Nottinghamshire in England, where, um, how many was it? 12, 12 bouncy castles were stolen from a warehouse, (laughs) which is the most fun theft ever. Because, I don't know, I just find it quite funny. They're huge. I don't know what they look like when they're deflated, but it must be quite hard to sneak off with a bouncy castle. But they, they went missing 12 of them. In 2017, this happened. Um, Terrible robbery. You know, I'm sure any kids who had bouncy castles booked in at their birthday parties were gutted. Village fates ruined. All sorts. Obstacle courses. The lot just utterly devastated by this theft of 12 bouncy castles. But I've got some good news. They've been found three years later. They found all 12 bouncy castles that had been stolen. And I, I love this story purely because what kind of a thief is stealing bouncy castles? They must be the most childish thief ever. They're not looking like a telly or mugging people for their phones or cars or whatever. They're like, no, I want bouncy castles and I want 12 of them. We're going to make the biggest bouncy castle thing ever. I bet I had lots of fun with them. Um, i hope they did have a good time in the three years that they had them before they did get caught and the the bounty castle got found so you know well done <laughs> to everybody who has been searching so hard for the bounty castles but one thing is still missing from this theft they got their bounty castles back but they're still missing the gladiator joust can you believe it um i'm trying to work out what it is i think it's like a ring and you it's it's a ring that's got a raised platform in the middle and i think what happens is you stand on the raised platform in a massive inflatable sumo suit and try and hit each other and knock them over with poles i think it's one of them based on the picture and they didn't find that it's gone and so i want to help out law enforcement today because i want i want them to get their gladiator joust back i'm glad that they've got their bouncy castles but what about the gladiator joust that is missing. And that, if anything, is is more important because it's cool. You get to push each other off in inflatable sumo suits. So, I want intel. What have you seen? Have you got leads? If you've got any, you can tip me off. It's okay. I can anonymize you. Nobody will find out that it was you that gave me the tip off. Have you seen any suspicious inflatables where you live recently? Have you seen perhaps someone walking around town just in a sumo suit? As you do... Have you seen maybe a paddling pool being used that's got a weird bit in the middle that looks like it could be used for fights between two people with massive sticks? Any any leads at all? If you've got them, send them to me, please, right now. 07807 We've done this before on the show. It was very helpful. I'm sure the police and everyone else were very grateful for our help where we just try and solve crimes because we're good citizens like that. Solving crimes and driving around in a van with our three friends and a dog that's what we do so if you've got any any intel for me if you have any idea at all where this gladiator joust might be hidden if you've seen anything suspicious you know you can tell me you can trust me it's fine i can keep your name a secret if you want i just anything at all that you think might be suspicious possibly related to inflatables possibly not Maybe someone acting a bit shadily when sumo wrestling is mentioned or bouncy castles. Someone that maybe, did they have a bouncy castle at their birthday party and you wondered where they got it from? Anyone is a suspect at this point in time. So if you know where this gladiator joust is, help us find it. Tweet me at Wiz Radio, email me station at wizardradio.co.uk or text me 07807 183 538. Next, I'm going to play Baby Queen. Now, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about this, because um, we mentioned this in the little promo for the show that we put on Twitter, and Baby Queen did actually reply, so I'm scared that Baby Queen is now listening, and is about to hear my 60 second guide, Which obviously there's nothing wrong with that, because my 60 second guides are totally accurate, and very well researched, and definitely not made up, but I'm just, I'm just a little bit nervous, so um, let's just, just do it really quickly, in 60 seconds, and hope that she, she doesn't notice. Alex, totally
0: accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide.
2: Lord walked so Billie Eilish could run, Billie Eilish ran so Baby Queen could sprint, literally. Baby Queen is, is quite similar to Billie Eilish, except her songs are a lot faster in keeping with the trend. She shares with Billie that cute but intimidating and slightly grungy aesthetic, and her cynical take on the modern world, as well as actually being kind of funny. She even has a Tumblr. Whilst her name could be interpreted in a number of ways, including but not limited to a queen who is small and a sickening name you might give to your partner, her Instagram name is Queen of the Babies, which suggests that she is the leader of all baby kind. It's unclear how she came to hold this position and whether it's hereditary or elected or what. Nonetheless, the power she holds over the babies in the world is very concerning. She could quite easily cause an uprising or some other form of protest, endangering all of those who are no longer in nappies. She must be stopped at all costs before it's too late. Thankfully, she has a really bad peanut allergy so she can be taken down with Reese's Pieces. And that's Baby Queen, totally accurate, <clears throat> in 60 seconds.
0: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio, Saturdays 3 till 5.
2: Wizard Radio, Lady Gaga are a grande reign on me for that Baby Queen and internet religion. I've decided that Baby Queen seems cool and interesting and I want to get her on the show as a guest. And hopefully, if she didn't hear that six-second guy, then hopefully she might actually come on. I feel like that's achievable. Unlike the Icelandic Eurovision guy. Right, coming up, new Katy Perry song, 220 Kid, Someone's Knocking at Your Door. And now, back to an important investigation. I put out an appeal a few minutes ago because 12 bouncy castles were stolen from Nottinghamshire in 2017. The 12 bouncy castles have been found yesterday, but they are missing one giant gladiator joust. Now, that, I think, is the ring that you stand in whilst fighting people in inflatable sumo suits with those big sticks and trying to knock them over. We need to retrieve this. It's very important. I don't know why it's important. It just it just is, okay? It's important to me. We need to get this gladiator joust back. Where could it be? Where are they hiding it? I don't know, but hopefully we've got some leads. We now head over to the the crime watch leads desk where I am also sitting. It's just me and Carly, who's been in touch to say I think I saw a man in a sumo wrestler inflatable suit earlier today. That might have just been my boyfriend though, who needs to lose some weight. There we go. I'm out and him on the radio. Jake, stop eating so much all the way through. Carly, cut! Don't be mean. That's so mean. Love for your boyfriend for for who he is. Body positivity. Don't be mean. Everybody's put on a bit of timber in lockdown and that's okay. Come on. None of that. I'm not having that. That is not a legitimate lead on this investigation. A very serious investigation into a crime. If I was the police, I would probably do you for wasting police time because... No. That does not help us find the giant inflatable gladiator jousting ring, does it? No. Right. Well bloody time wasters let's move on to jade i think my friend may have stolen this actually i saw on her instagram story literally last week that she was playing around with the toy joust and having a jousting match with her brother in her living room now do i think she would openly play with stolen goods on social media i'm not sure to be honest she is quite dumb (laughs) it might be the case that she herself didn't steal it, but she bought it off the person who stole it. You know, that trade of stolen goods is big business nowadays. I know, it's terrible, terrible. Right, so who have we got here? We've got Jade's quite dumb friend, her words not mine, and the brother, who we could both get minimum handling stolen goods. How many years is that? Seven, ten, who knows? And then they might be able to trace us back to, if not the person who stole it, maybe where they, like the rough area that it might be hidden. I mean, I suppose they've got it now, haven't they? I don't know. I'm getting confused. This is why I'm not a real detective. But that is a very strong lead. Thank you, Jade. I'll pass that on to the relevant authorities. I feel like we might be getting this jousting gladiator ring back before the end of the weekend. George says, I was watching the news on telly earlier because I'm 100 years old. And there was a story about a bouncy castle blowing down the M25. Maybe that's where the missing joust is. Ah yes, yes, you're you're absolutely right, M25, the big like motorway that's just a massive circle around London, that is where this gladiator joust is. I will have to ask my parents because my family are also in London, they'll be able to get this gladiator joust back, I'll send them out on a little, little like expedition just to do an entire lap of the M25 to see if they've spotted a gladiator joust, yes. Very good intel, George. Oh, hang on. No, sorry. I've just seen another message from George that says, I'm 100% lying, by the way, but I wanted to participate in this discussion, but I didn't really know how. That kind of sums up this show quite nicely, to be honest. <laughs> I wanted to participate in the discussion, but I didn't know how. Hmm. Well, once again, George, you know, I appreciate that you wanted to join in, but you you are wasting police time, or you would be if if the police were, were here. Hmm. Okay, so that's that's not a lead. So far, the best we've got to go on is Jade's friend and her brother, who might have it. Oh, we've got an anonymous tip-off here. Mm, this must be good intel, because they haven't put their name on, which means they're too scared of what might happen if they get identified. They say, I'm not going to give up my identity. <sighs> but I have the stolen gladiator joust. I stole the bouncy castles too, but I dumped them when I realised it would be too obvious that I'd stolen them. Because why, all of a sudden, would I have 12 bouncy castles when I previously had none? But I have the joust in my bedroom and nobody is going to take it away from me. If the police can track this message back to my location, then be warned. I will joust you with the joust before you ever take me and the joust away. (gasps) This is not a message I was expecting to receive this afternoon. The perpetrator is a listener to this show I can't believe it I didn't think I had thieves listening this is grand larceny unbelievable can we can we trace their phone number can we track them back or, or what do we just have to to sit there knowing that somewhere out there listening right now is a thief of a gladiator joust and 12 bouncy castles but but we don't know who they are or where they are or how to catch them wow a lot to think about well anonymous listen You're you're a bad person for nicking those bouncy castles. You've deprived joy from many, many children. And that that is unforgivable. And if we could have the gladiator joust back, or at least if you could share it with everybody else, that would be good. Come on. You know, share the fun. Well, some great sleuthing as ever. Thank you very much to my team of informants for trying to help track down this gladiator joust. Coming up next, we'll find out who has been knocking at my door. After Katy Perry, this is the new song from her that was released yesterday. Someone's
3: knocking at your
2: door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Wizard Radio's Someone's Knocking at Your Door is back. Radio's only game show based on My Front Door and the People's Postcode Lottery. Welcome to it. My name is Alec Feldman. And just before four o'clock, there was an unexpected knock at my door. A mystery guest... Let's, let's relive that knock right now. This is what it sounded like. That was the knock, but who does it belong to? We know that they are a man. We know that they are slightly famous. We also know they're British. We know that I have not met this man. And they, I would say, could not be classed on the older side of life. Furthermore, We know that I share a birthday with this person who's knocking at the door. I only know this because I googled them to find out whether or not they were on the older side of life. And not only do I share a birthday, they've come round, I think, to try and take me out to dinner. Which is weird. So let's see, what guests have we got? Has anyone got it right? Can they come in? Can I have a chat to them? Can I make them tea? Will they take me out for dinner? All will be real very soon. Jessica says... Is it Paddy, I don't know his surname, who used to host Take Me Out knocking on your door? He's a slightly famous British guy, who's kind of middle-aged and Googleable. I don't know when Alex's birthday is, I don't know if they share a birthday, but if it's the right person, I guess they do. I was originally going to say the guy from First Dates, but then I realised he's actually French. Uh, Unless he just puts on the accent. I don't know who the guy from First Dates is, but I think you're talking about Paddy McGuinness, who might be knocking at the door. Paddy McGuinness, no likey, no likey. Let's see if I share a birthday with him before we do anything else. Because then we can work out whether... Oh, no, his birthday's the 14th of August, mine's May the 12th, so it can't be Paddy McGuinness. Paddy McGuinness, not knocking at the door this week. Thank you for playing, Jessica. Will says, I know who it is. This guy, slightly famous, Alec hasn't met him. He's not old, but he's not young. Young and very Googleable. It's David Tennant. He was also always dressed quite smartly in a suit when he was on Doctor Who and he was definitely one of the more formal doctors from the modern era of the show. I actually quite like David Tennant. He was my favourite Doctor, so I hope it's him. That would be a good guess to knock at the door. I would love to chat to David Tennant and yes, I appreciate your, your rating of the Doctor Who dress code formality over the years but sadly, it's not him. I don't think me and David Tennant share a birthday although I do also share a birthday with Catherine Tate, who played Donna, who was David Tennant's companion for a bit, but that's by the by, that's not the person knocking at the door this week. I'm sorry, but thank you very much for playing. Will, uh, Freddie, I mean. Benny has been on as well. Your guest knocking at the door this week must be Rishi Sunakalik. He's a slightly famous man, who I guess some listeners might know. He's definitely not an old man. He's very Googleable, especially now that everyone's talking about him, and He was born on May the 12th, which is famously your birthday too. And he always dresses in a suit, maybe even double-breasted, which is very unique. The Chancellor of the Exchequer, that should be interesting. That's interesting that you say that. I don't know whether I should be flattered or alarmed that Benny knows when my birthday is, but thanks. I think this is also a first on the show, because Benny has been listening for a long time. Benny messages most weeks, which I appreciate very much. Benny also plays Someone's Knocking at Your Door every week. And I think this might be the first time ever that Benny has got someone's knocking at your door. Correct. Well done to Benny. Well done. Um, You don't win anything. I don't know whether you feel any different. Um, It kind of doesn't make much of a difference whether you win or not. But I'm very impressed. Well done, Benny, for finally winning on someone's knocking at your door. It is Rishi Sunak. He wants to take me out for a meal. He wants me to eat out to help out. I'll be honest. I think I'll pass, but given that um, Benny did guess who it is, I should really invite him in. So, um, Dishy Rishi, do you wanna do you wanna come in? Hello. Welcome to my. What's that? You wanna give me a tenant? Thank you. Thank thanks for that. Mate. Appreciate it. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, I, I don't wanna. I don't wanna do that. Um, I, I didn't realise that's what you meant by. Oh, no, but no, no. thanks but but no thanks I'll see you mate bye but no I didn't want to get him on that but that got a bit weird quite quickly Just Rishi Sunak the Chancellor turning up at my house trying to take me up, to didn't know not feeling that but I will remember to send him a birthday card when it's coming up to both of our birthdays well done Bennett, you got it right that is the end of someone's looking at your door for this week we'll do it again next week when I will be back with more This Week I Learned, more 60 Second Guide, more Someone's Knocking at Your Door, and more of all the other stuff as well. So come hang out 3 till 5 every Saturday is where you can find me. If you've missed anything, there is a podcast that you can find in all your favourite podcast places called Alec Feldman, the podcast. You can download it and then listen to this whole show without all the songs whenever you like. It's great. I'm out here. Have a nice Saturday evening. Have a nice weekend. I will chat to you next week. Mars of course, is coming up next, and I will play you 220 Kid and Gracie Don't Need Love to finish.
0: There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio based fun. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.